Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is November 12th, 2018. So, what do you think about this tile for the backsplash? Immediately, Sari's question evokes a sense of panic. First, I suppose I should know, but I'm not altogether clear on what a backsplash is, or at least where it's supposed to start and end. Second, I'm genuinely clueless about this stuff. Sari has wonderful taste, and I always end up thinking she designed or picked out something beautiful. But for me, I simply can't tell until I've seen something in action, and then only after a few weeks or months of looking at it. Third, it could be a trick question. Perhaps she is showing me precisely the tile that currently adorns our backsplash, and this is a test which I'm about to fail miserably. We've had too many of these conversations in recent months. My wife, Sari, has told me that our kitchen looks dated. I suggested vintage is a better word, but she says no, it is dated. Being dated is apparently a bad thing, and so we are refreshing it. And the problem is that this has been going on for months. The builder is too busy. When he finally has some time, the tiler is out in another job, and once the tiler is free, the electrician has gone AWOL. And all the while, Sari is coming up with new ideas. Our problem of finding the skilled workers necessary to do our job is hardly a unique one. Indeed, throughout the economy, this is by most measures the tightest labour market in almost 50 years. The October unemployment rate at 3.7% is at its lowest level since December 1969. Continued unemployment claims last week at 1.623 million are at their lowest level since July 1973. And job openings at the end of September totaled over 7 million, which except for August amounted to their highest level on record going back to 2000. This lack of available workers is beginning to have both positive and negative macroeconomic effects. First, it is beginning to boost wage growth. In October, the average hourly earnings of production non-supervisory workers rose 3.2% year-over-year, the strongest gain since April of 2009. It should be emphasized that wage growth is still somewhat restrained. When unemployment hit cyclical troughs in, in April of 2000 and in March of 2007, at higher levels than today, in both cases wages were rising by 3.6% year-over-year. This suggests that structural changes are increasingly dragging on wage growth, and while it may age up, edge up over the next few quarters, it's unlikely to surge. Many firms, although keenly aware of the labour shortage, are unwilling to pay up for labour in an environment where long-term growth prospects still seem subdued. A second very beneficial effect of tight labour markets is strong productivity growth. All around America, businesses are short-staffed, and this is forcing many workers to cover two jobs at a time. In the third quarter, real GDP per worker was up 1.7% year-over-year, in its best reading since the start of 2015. As GDP growth slows in 2019, this measure will almost certainly decline somewhat, but it's nice to see it for now. However, a third effect of the chronic labour shortage is far less positive, and that is simply businesses not, business not getting done and projects never completed. There's plenty of anecdotal evidence of projects getting cancelled or shelved simply because of the difficulty in hiring staff to accomplish them. Indeed, real business investment spending for the first nine months of this year was up just 6.8%, which given the sharp cut in the corporate tax rate and the ability to expense capital spending for tax purposes is a little underwhelming. Whether projects are cancelled or shelved is of critical importance to the direction the economy takes from here. Real GDP growth has accelerated to 3% year-over-year from 2.3% year-over-year 12 months ago. 
And there's little doubt that the tax cuts enacted at the end of last year are responsible for the acceleration. However, there is equally little doubt that tax cuts to this extent, costing the government $280 billion as fiscal year or 1.3% of GDP, would have been more effective at promoting growth had they occurred earlier in the expansion. At that time, the widespread availability of workers would have allowed for faster hiring and so a stronger acceleration in GDP. It would not have worsened the trade deficit as much, as we would have had greater ability to meet domestic demand for goods and services with domestic rather than imported supply. It would not have forced the Federal Reserve to tighten steadily to ward off inflation resulting from higher wages, and it would not have left goods and services unbought just because there were no workers to supply them. The best time to administer medicine is when the patient is sick, not when the patient is healthy. However, despite the inefficiency of the stimulus, it may provide some downside protection to the economy next year. Some of the biggest labour shortages today are in healthcare, leisure and hospitality and construction. While those vacations and doctor's visits that are being postponed may well be eventually cancelled, there are plenty of likely construction technology projects that would have occurred in 2018 but which are being, by being postponed will actually help demand later in 2019 as other parts of the economic demand slow. US economic growth is likely to fade in the second half of 2019 but it shouldn't stall provided the Federal Reserve is satisfied to move monetary policy to a neutral rather than restrictive stance, and provided that the US and China can achieve tra a trade truce. However, a continued economic expansion into 2020 doesn't just rest on these positive assumptions. The very constraint that a tight labour market is putting in economic growth this year should save some demand for next year, helping support economic activity and extending this economic expansion into a record 11th year. As you might imagine, I would be relieved if the kitchen job finally gets done in 2019. It will also be of some small comfort to know that we will be supporting a continued economic expansion, even as the sugar rush of the current fiscal stimulus begins to fade. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.